0: GameZillaMedia.com Noiseland Arcade Welcome to this week's episode of Noise Land Arcade. I am Craig WK and with me is my buddy, Sean the Arcade Phantom. How's it going, everybody? Sean, I'm... Always so happy we get to talk about The Simpsons together. It's one of my favorite things in the world to do. Uh, Sean, so uh, uh, today we're talking about uh, a pretty... uh,
1: It's an episode. (laughs) Episode. end of season
0: one. It strikes me as it's more of a a beginning of season one. Uh, It is Some Enchanted
1: Evening. Uh, Sean, when did this episode first come out? May 13th, 1990.
0: uh, This is... This seems like such a first episode of a series. Why is it the very
1: end of the season? That's because when they got the animation back from Korea, it looked like crap. For viewers who don't know, they got the animation from Korea, and it looks weird. It looks rubbery. Everything looks odd. The backgrounds look odd. Mm -hmm. And they thought the show was going to bomb hard. (laughs) Like, when they thought the show was going to bomb they called the company who made the animation klasik supo the same people who did rugrats uh-huh and james brooks said this is shit like <laughs> what is this <laughs> And they argued that the problem with the episode isn't the animation it's the writing and they went back and forth, back and forth, and they didn't think they'd be able to keep the show going. They thought this would be the death of the Simpsons. Wow. So they had the animation redone, and it ended up becoming the season finale for what was supposed to be the premiere.
0: And it's funny because the animation still is not
1: It great. is not perfect, no. Uh, but if, if you're curious about what the animation looks like, you can view it as an extra on the DVD box set of season one. It's also prominently on YouTube. So if you just look up some the Evening original, you will find the animation that they had so uh in this episode uh
0: it is the finale of course to seize uh, the first season uh technically uh homer takes marge out on the town while bart lisa and maggie are babysat by a
1: criminal known as the babysitter bandit so set the mood for us craig what was going on around may 13th 1990 Oh, boy. So,
0: uh, at around this time, a presidential commission was doing research and finishing up a report on Flight 103 from 1988. Are you familiar with Flight 103? No. What happened on Flight 103? A bomb had been placed in the baggage for the flight, and it blew up over Lockerbie, Scotland, killing all 259 passengers and three citizens. This report, which was going to be finished soon, around the time of uh, uh, this episode airing, uh, was going to be uh, likely criticizing airport security and prompt uh, Titan security and baggage checks for planes. That's dark. That didn't really
1: happen as well.
0: No, it really didn't. It's interesting to think that 9-11 prompted a, a, a global sweep in security changes. Which would have been 11 years later. Eleven years later, it took them that long. It, uh, this there was a lot going on in the world uh, when this episode uh, uh, was airing. But this is the thing that caught my attention the most: the fact that it is so telling that a terrorist attacked. They blew up a plane. Nearly three or two hundred and sixty-four people, or I'm sorry, two hundred sixty-two people died at, as a result of this. And it, it, they, they, nothing
1: really changed. That's absolutely tragic. Mm-hmm. It is horribly and tragic. It's sad that it kind of had to happen to America to make a change happen to our system. And I,
0: and I think some American citizens were on that plane. You know, Flight One Hundred and Three. I I don't think that it was uh uh, n- uh nobody from America's because uh uh one of the uh the people that they thought might have planted the bomb was actually a uh, resident of uh our area, the Metro Detroit area. Uh, they think that they. They couldn't figure out, at least at this time, and maybe more research got done, but when I was looking at, like, current stories of the time, they couldn't tell if it was something where uh, uh, this guy uh, had uh, uh, put the bomb on there on purpose or if, like, he had been tricked into putting it on. Because some people think that, like, he was conned into, like, uh, uh, dropping drugs off somewhere and think that he had been tricked into making a quick buck and it was actually a bomb.
1: Oh, that's really, that's dark.
0: What, what do you have for us, Sean, to make make this mood a little lighter?
1: Well, unfortunately, I'm not going to lighten the mood. Oh. Because on May 16th, regrettably, and this is important to the Simpsons and their mm-hmm. future, Sammy Davis Jr. passed away on May 16th, 1990.
0: Sammy Davis Jr. passed away?
1: Yeah. Wow, How old was he? I did not get the note of that.
0: How? Because I, I, I feel like he had had to have been a, uh, a little older. It wasn't like he died young. Yeah. Right? He was older. So that's, I mean, that's nice that he lived a, a longer life. But man, Sammy
1: Davis Jr., the Candyman. That's a bummer. That is a bummer. Also on May 16th, 1990, huh? Jim Henson died. What, really? Yeah, they both died on the same day. Sammy Davis Jr. and Jim Henson died? Yep.
0: Man, which I did
1: not know they both died on the same day until I did research for this episode. Uh, if you want
0: to see something that's going to make your make you cry your eyes out, uh, give uh, Jim Henson's funeral a search on YouTube and watch Big Bird singing uh, it isn't easy or uh, uh, I think it's it isn't easy Be- being green or it's uh, uh Rainbow Connection. I think it's Rainbow Connection.
1: I believe it's Rainbow Connection.
0: Yeah. Big Bird sings it at the funeral. And uh, the guy who plays Big Bird, you could tell,
1: was getting really choked up. It is so hard to watch. Oh, yeah. It is devastating. I've seen it before, and it is not fun to watch. So let's go ahead and start the episode. Positive notes. Happiness. Yay.
0: Um, So the episode begins.
1: So before we even get to the episode, I Uh, need to bring something up. Yeah. This is my least watched episode of season one. Really? And I've tried to figure out for years why I haven't watched this episode so much. Uh Uh-huh. And I thought it was because of the crappy animation. Yeah. And I sat down and I'm like trying to think of it. Yeah. And then I went to do research for this episode. Mm Mm-hmm. And I put my DVDs in my DVD player. Yeah. Do you own the season one DVDs? I do, yeah. When was the last time you actually watched them on there? Because I know that you've got access to digital copies of everything. Yeah, I, I have the digital copies is what I usually watch. Honestly, I've not watched the DVD copies in a while. Okay, because they're poorly made. I hate those DVDs, and I'm going to bring that up here because it drives me freaking crazy. Uh Uh-huh. There is one episode on a disc. The very last disc is just some enchanted evening. That's all it is. You put in a disc for one episode and some extras. So that's why you haven't watched it in a million years because it's inconvenient. It's inconvenient, (laughs) and I haven't wanted to do it. I've always wondered why, but sitting down and actually being somewhere where I have the DVDs, that is the worst design ever. They could have put like two to three episodes on there because there's like six on the DVD beforehand. So what you're saying is, is the reason Some Enchanted Evening makes you angry is because you're lazy. Yes. (laughs) And, you know, other shows can get away with this. Game of Thrones puts one episode on a show, but it's the finale. Things are happening. You have to pay attention sequentially to know the next episode. Mm Mm-hmm. You can't do that with The Simpsons. The Simpsons, you could just watch any episode. Very few do you have to watch the episode before to know what's going on. Uh, Who shot Mr. Burns? There you it. go. Yeah, that's it. I I guess Black Widower, if you want to know about Sideshow Bob's previous true. history. But they recap it. Yeah, they do They do a good recap for all Sideshow Bob's. But my laziness so. is why I don't watch this episode. Because <laughs> it is poorly designed. Whoever designed that DVD needs to be taken out back and shot. Because I hate them. Bold statement, but you know what? Uh, I'm not going to tell you you're right. wrong. Uh, so...
0: Uh, so the uh, the episode begins, and it's a, a wide screen shot of the Simpsons' house, and then it goes inside, and you see the Simpsons eating breakfast, and it's quiet except for them eating, and uh, uh, somebody is on the radio who will uh, later be renamed yes, uh, Bill Pie who later becomes Arnie Pie in the sky. Arnie Pie with Arnie in the sky. Uh, and so he's uh, doing a traffic report, and it is Arnie Pie's voice, so that I thought that was kind of neat. Uh, and he's talking about how traffic is terrible, yada yada. And uh, the Simpsons' children bicker a bit uh, about how they want the last donut. Also, Bart drops, I think, like four cups worth
1: of sugar into his breakfast cereal, which is just a bit much. I... I'm a monster and I don't like sweet cereals. So that's way too much for me. I'm like I'm the kind of guy who says, Oh, cornflakes, those are way better than frosted flakes. Sean, G- give me the Wheaties. Give me Cracklin Oat Bran. Cracklin' oat brand's about as sweet as I want to get. Sean, you disgust me on a level that I cannot just I
0: cannot enunciate into words. You disgust me, I
1: hate you, and uh, frosted flakes are way better than cornflakes. You're wrong, but Wheaties are the best. They're the breakfast of champions. You know it can't go wrong with that.
0: I'm I'm gonna start hitting you, Sean, and I don't know when I'm <laughs> going to be able to stop. This
1: episode's just gonna <laughs> devolve into you hitting me over cereal. <laughs> Eat your Frosted Flakes and Lucky Charms,
0: <laughs> Sweet, I I can't I I sweet cereal is where it's at. Anyway, anyway. So, uh, the kids see there's one last donut. They rip open the packaging to get it. They fight. Uh, Homer gets the donut instead, and uh, I I. The, the kids uh, go to run off to school and Marge is like, oh, well, here are the lunches I made you. And the kids are like, don't worry, mom. We have money because they're pulling it out of her purse. <laughs> run out the door. Homer goes to Marge saying that he's going to go to work. And when Le- or when Marge goes to kiss Homer, he takes her coffee from her, takes a sip of it, and then just walks off. And the kitchen is a horrible, horrible mess. And Marge is feeling very unappreciated. unappreciated. And this, I think, is... About the most solid way to start The Simpsons as a show.
1: I I think it would have summed up The Family perfectly. But it was the season finale instead of the first episode, so they lost their chance at it. Uh, But this would have, like, you agree, right? Like, this is a solid opening. Oh, yeah, it describes The Family perfectly. Mm -hmm. Uh, Even if it's more Marched-focused than I would have liked for a premiere, Mm -hmm. since I feel Bart and Homer carry the show. Yeah, they they definitely do. Uh, Not you know. to say there's anything wrong with the females in the Simpsons household, but I feel like because most of the Simpsons writers were males, they had an easier time writing for Homer and Bart. Oh, I, I would agree with that. Because uh, I, I think they probably got... I don't, I don't know enough about the Simpsons writers, but did they start bringing
0: in more females later? Yeah, they did.
1: Oh, um, well, that's good. This this happens a lot in animation. Uh, that's something that happened actually with Rick and Morty. If there's Rick and Morty fans out there, they hired a bunch of female writers so they could write more female-centric episodes, which you'll notice if you go on to the second and third season of Rick and Morty.
0: Oh. Now, that, and that makes sense. Uh, so, Marge is feeling very unappreciated, and uh, the, the radio is talking about how Dr. Marvin
1: Monroe is taking calls. Which I took note of this. Mm -hmm. Marge calls into Dr. Marvin Monroe in a second. Uh Uh-huh. Which, if this was the premiere, would have been all fine and dandy. But it's not. Marge has gone to see Dr. Marvin Monroe. And he should hate her. He should hate this family. Yeah. Uh, But then again, it is a radio show and he doesn't, like, he can't see Marge. Are you telling me he would not remember the name The Simpsons after what they did?
0: The fact that he, they they forced all of his other clients out of the place and they almost turned the power off in the city. Yeah, and they right.
1: ruined his equipment. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. You would remember the uh-huh. person you kicked out of your establishment. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's probably true. Even if it isn't a good episode and I don't want to remember it, you would remember that. <laughs> Maybe that's it.
0: Maybe Marvin Monroe just didn't want to remember that episode. <laughs> he just blocks it out like we all should.
1: <laughs>
0: oh, man. So, uh, in this episode, we also see that homer is not a safety inspector uh he's uh like on the line or whatever it
1: is he's doing with his hands inside those gloves in the nuclear power plant yeah he's moving carbon rods around or something i don't really <laughs> get what that job is <laughs> if, if sure. anybody works in nuclear power please explain that job to us reach out to us through the discord through our facebook page let us know because i'm actually kind of curious but i'm too lazy to do the research <laughs> into it inanimate carbon rods uh, inanimate carbon rod sorting yeah
0: i i guess that's the job that's the job for me.
1: I don't understand. I just want to. <laughs> <laughs> so, I uh, the the whole
0: while I I you know Homer's like turn on the radio. I want to hear all these wackos. And Marge gets a hold of Marvin Monroe, and uh, they start discussing uh, the fact that like you know Homer doesn't see Marge as a wife or like a sex like a, a sexy you know I uh, 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 like life partner. He sees her as like a mother, and all she does is take care of him, which Honestly isn't that far from the truth. And I uh, you need a nice balance in your relationship. Sure, sure. I mean, you know, like the 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 motherly side of things, alright, like she is the mother of his children. That's fine, I get that. But like, you know, yeah, like Homer probably should have kissed her goodbye instead of taking her coffee and leaving. Uh, but I. but I there is a solid joke here because uh I, I Uh, when Marge is like, uh, or when like Marvin Monroe is like, Hey, listen, like you're going to have to put your foot down or tell, tell, you know, your husband that, uh, uh, you're leaving him. Marge is like, leave
1: Homer. And he's like, Marge, no, don't use his real name on the air. And she's like, leave Pedro. And everyone in the power plant hears this line and is laughing. This oh, day. yeah. They
0: they can't get enough of this. Because Homer is not especially well-liked at work.
1: Like, he has some friends, but a lot of people really give him a hard time. So I didn't think about this till uh-huh. right now, and this isn't in my notes or anything. Mm-hmm. But in that opening scene where Marge is drinking the coffee. Yeah. You're not a coffee drinker, Craig. No, no, not really. I'm a coffee drinker. Yeah. I have a significant other, and I would never take her coffee Namely, because I don't drink the same coffee as she does. I'm kind of impressed that Marge and Homer take their coffee the same way. Huh. Yeah, uh, that or Homer's not picky enough. It, it could be that he's not picky enough. But uh, th- as somebody who drinks coffee pretty regularly, yeah. I'm pretty particular that I want a black coffee with no sugar, no cream. Uh-huh. So I just think it's kind of interesting that they take their coffee the same way or he's not picky. I never thought about that until yeah. just this moment.
0: Then it, you're right. Uh, coffee is a, a very, very personalized thing. A lot of people are very
1: particular in the way they like it. Some people like sugar. Some don't. Cream. and Anybody you know, who likes sugar in anything is a monster, apparently. Just going through the whole route of not like sugar today. I, uh, Sean, I hate you. Shut <laughs> up. <laughs> I'm doing the rest of this episode alone. You just sit there. Oh. <laughs> so,
0: I, I... The, uh, the scene transitions, and Martin uh, uh, and Lisa are home from school, and they do a crank phone call. Uh, they call, which is not technically the first on this show, or first for the show, but it would have been because this would have been the first episode. Uh, they call uh, Moe's Tavern and uh,
1: they try to get a hold of Alcoholic. Haha. Huh. Hilarious. So, you know what's weird about this scene? Oh, what's that? Homer kind of generally felt bad that Marge had to call into this radio show. Oh, yeah. But he doesn't go home to his wife. He's afraid because he knows that uh, uh, Marvin Monroe
0: said, like, you give him an ultimatum or you're leaving him. Homer at this point is
1: probably terrified that his wife is about to leave him when he gets home. Do you think he left work early to go to the bar? That way he's still on time and it doesn't... Throw Marge off, or do you think he went to the bar and got her madder that he was late?
0: Oh, now I'm glad you brought this up because it, he did come home late because there's evidence in this episode because there's a clock behind Marge,
1: which we'll get to. Yes, we'll get to the clock because I knew current could not forget a <laughs> clock.
0: I I like clocks. I, don't know, I used to climb them like I did,
1: souls. Anyway, I. Uh,
0: so, uh, uh, Homer's in the bar, and the animation is, is really, really crummy. Uh, uh, the, like, the, uh,
1: the drawing of, like, the jar of pickled eggs just sort of, like, blends into the background. You know what's weird about the animation to this episode? What's that? So, they may have gotten it fixed. But the backgrounds look really bad. Yeah. The backgrounds are generally very plain and bland and boring. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the only way they got away with it was like, okay, well, the background looks fine.
0: Yeah, I'm sure that's probably what it was. Uh, so I uh, Mo describes uh, Homer's typical night at the bar of having a beer, eating some peanuts, beef jerky, and pickled eggs, and then leaving. So, Sean. Sounds like a good night to me. Oh, yeah, no, I, I, I like all those things. I, I'm kind of weird. I like pickled eggs. I don't have them a lot, but I've had them before. I'd prefer open. a scotch egg, but pickled I'm eggs sure. are delicious. Sean, have you been to a bar that offered pickled eggs for free? Because I never have. I never have. Is that a thing from like the late 80s, early 90s? I don't know, but I'd go to that bar. I mean, free pickled eggs? Sure, why not? But like, it's just weird to me. It's like, is that a thing? Was it maybe that was like when the writers were younger? I don't know. I am not sure. Also, uh beef jerky is offered at most tavern? Maybe it's not offered and Homer just brings it with him. <laughs> Maybe I don't know. I feel like beef jerky wasn't really as readily available in the early 90s. I feel like there was sort of like I mean, I know it was around and like people ate it and sold it was sold in stores but I just feel like you know like the, the Jack's Link jerky sort of like kind of
1: became more popular and Slim Jims and stuff I think it wasn't advertised as well until Macho Man Randy Savage took over the Slim Jim advertisements well it could be that might have been when it had its boom cause yeah I ate jerky a lot as a kid. I still eat jerky a lot. I yeah, I do like beef jerky. I
0: just it's I don't expensive, remember it being, but I love it. <laughs> and it's really expensive. Uh, so I uh, so Mo gives Homer a pep talk. He tells him like, "Hey, listen, take your wife out. You know, treat her nice. Don't come home until the next morning." Wink, wink. And uh, I also he names uh, one of the barflies. Uh, one I I know they all have names, but uh, one of them is named Larry. We find out. Okay, so Mo's advice. Uh huh.
1: It seems like it's good advice, right? It's a very quick fix. Let me break down Moe's advice Uh in the most cynical and horrible way I can. Uh Uh-huh. Moe's advice, basically, for anyone who's having troubles in a relationship, are flowers, dinner, fuck, and she will forgive you. Not (laughs) even going to mince words. I'm just going to say it. That's what he says to him. Yeah, pretty much. That is you're not... A good way to hold a steady relationship. You're not wrong in the least. And this is why Mo doesn't have a steady relationship.
0: <laughs> you're right. Other very than the fact right. that he's
1: gruesomely ugly. But that is not good advice. Gruesomely? Uh, yeah,
0: no, you're You're right. That is not solid advice. When you're having marital troubles and Mo's advice is take her candy and flowers and treat her on a night on the town, that is a band-aid. Basically, but we're finding typically throughout the Simpsons that, uh, the Simpsons, uh, Homer and, and Marge are, are usually putting band-aids over their relationship. That's usually how, you know, this stuff is going. Uh, also the beer looks like a milkshake.
1: Yeah, it does. It's yeah. kind of weird. Isn't that
0: weird? Yeah. The animation again. Uh, so Homer, Homer is going to go out. Uh, and, uh, uh. So uh, Bart and Lisa are stuck at home, waiting for Homer to show up so they can eat. Uh, Bart is not thrilled that it's meatloaf night, which we'll find out that meatloaf is his least favorite of loafs, so that makes sense.
1: He even gives the end piece to a dog. <laughs> I will not sit idly by, will you feed a hungry dog? I... So, uh, so Homer
0: goes to buy a rose, and uh, uh, the the gentleman, uh, I believe, says they are $55 a dozen. Is that right? I believe so. Sounds about right. So that would mean that uh, each rose was $4.59. Now, are you familiar with what the uh, current average price of a rose is?
1: What's current average price of a rose? $3.50! Homer was getting robbed! Oh my god, that's even before inflation. Right? Yeah, it is. I thought that was pretty crazy. Uh, So uh, uh,
0: Bart and Lisa come out and they're asking for food. Bart specifically says, hey, mom, when are we going to get some grub? Which is not especially good parenting on Marge's part that she's so angry she's not going to feed her children. Uh, She even roars like a lion or
1: a beast at her, her children and they scream and run off. And Marge is getting very angry the longer it takes Homer to arrive. Uh-huh. She sure
0: is. She's real fired up. Uh, in this scene, it's really weird. The animation does another one of those season one shifts where it like, gets kind of weird. The background starts melting. The clock gets like a face on it. The The phone uh, becomes like a demon
1: around her. Real weird. Very weird. And that clock is getting louder and louder. Yep. So I... Uh, louder. Just tick. Tuck. Tick, tick, tock. <laughs> I don't have a problem.
0: I don't know why everyone thinks that I have a problem with clocks. I don't. I've got over it. It's okay now. But I do want to talk about this clock. Can I talk about this clock? Talk about this clock because uh, clocks are pretty great. Okay, so I uh, uh, when it uh, uh, when Marge yells at the kids, uh, it's around eight forty in the evening. If Homer gets off gets off work around five thirty six o'clock, somewhere in that range, he's pretty late. I, uh, the clock starts at uh, uh I think it's at eight forty two, and then I uh, as the uh, Homer's almost home. Marge goes back in time to eight thirty two.
1: Huh? Yeah,
0: the clock changes from eight forty two, and then as the scenes transition, it goes back in time, which I thought was was pretty strange.
1: Well, Those magic reverse clocks.
0: <laughs> oh, I love magic reverse clocks. I. Uh, so uh, Homer is outside practicing what he's going to say, uh, which is sort of one of Homer's sort of earnest kind of qualities, you know. Uh, yeah, you know, it's it's he he's he's an idiot, and he you know like isn't really doing his relationship any favors by doing it this way. But he does want Marge to be happy, and he's trying to figure out the best thing to say. And so he gets to the door, and he's, like, sort of distraught. He doesn't know what he's going to do. He, like, grabs the key, and Marge just throws open the door, sees Homer in the rain with a box of candy and flowers, and uh, and that's, that's it. Then Marge forgives him.
1: Yeah, she instantly forgives him, too. Mm-hmm. How easily manipulated is she that she just, oh, okay. It's fine. He brought me flowers.
0: She is married to Homer Simpson. Fairly easily manipulated.
1: I feel bad for her. I really do.
0: Uh yeah. I mean, Marge is is not the perfect wife by so, any means, but but yeah, no,
1: she she's definitely should be treated a lot better, I think, than this. So when the fan fiction got to season twenty, <laughs> uh They did a special episode. Yeah. Where they had a bunch of like the previous writers and comedians come on and talk about The Simpsons and its lasting impact. Yeah. And Conan O'Brien is one of the last people they talked to who wrote on the seasons, uh, seasons four and season five. Yeah. And Conan says, if I could end the show perfectly, Marge would say, Homer, you've put the, our family in danger. You're a negligent husband. I'm leaving you. <laughs> and that is exemplified in this scene that she should leave him. Probably.
0: Probably. There's a lot of guilt involved in the fact that uh, Homer is the father of her children and the fact that, well, I mean, pity kind of got Homer into this relationship and pity sort of keeps him going. Yeah, it's a pity relationship. Mm, That's not great. So, anywho, uh, the... uh, 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 episode continues, and and Homer's talking about how he got uh, reservations at Chez Paris, uh, which is a restaurant they'll go to a few times uh, throughout The Simpsons. Uh, in fact, I think that was the restaurant where, uh, oh, no, it was the singing uh, restaurant where uh, they went to uh, for Marge's birthday, wasn't it? Yep. Yeah, so it wasn't Chez Paris, but uh, but they, they go to this restaurant a, a few times, I think.
1: Chez Paris is where
0: Krabappel uh, goes when she goes on her date. Yeah, the one that uh, the date doesn't turn up. Hmm. Mm. Anywho, uh so uh, uh Bart and Lisa are bored, so they do another crank phone call, and this one is to uh Oliver, uh last name Close Off, which is a lot more clever than Alcoholic. Is it though? Oliver close off? I mean it's, I mean, it's close off is not a very common last name, but there might be some close offs out there. I hope we have a close off listening to us. <laughs> Somebody's mad at you right now, Sean, because you're you're like, is that a common last name? And this guy's. And there's like,
1: like ten of them that are <laughs> listening to us right now, just like, yeah, it is. What about it? Oliver closeoff Are you talking to me? No, my son is also named Oliver Kloseoff.
0: <laughs> I So I I you have uh uh Homer, uh uh, and Marge are going to call up, uh, the ba- babysitter to, uh, to watch, uh, the, uh, you know, Barton, Lisa and Maggie. So they call the rubber baby buggy, excuse me, rubber baby buggy bumper babysitting service. Did I say that right? You did. I don't think I can say it three times or fast, but I can say it. Uh, And uh, uh, when Marge says that she's uh, the Simpsons, the old lady looks to this bulletin board and sees the the blacklist, which is Bart, Lisa, and Maggie. And she's like, lady, you got to be kidding. And it hangs up on her. And Homer calls back. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, uh, First off, the lines get crossed, quote unquote, uh, which is a pretty dated reference that they pick up a home phone in the house and Bart and Lisa are on it. Which I don't think anyone young these days would know what that is, because there's
1: no such thing practically as home phones. You know what's really funny about that? What's that? Is kids nowadays. This is old man Sean coming to you and talking yeah. to you about kids nowadays. Kids nowadays. They don't ever have to sit and worry about, I'm going to call a girl, but I might have to talk to her parents if they pick up the phone. Yeah, they don't do that. No, they just immediately go to that cell phone. But then again, they're probably mostly texting instead of calling. Maybe. I don't know. Whatever, but yeah, that's a very different thing from this. So the lines getting crossed or picking up the phone when someone else is on it, you don't really have that anymore. You yeah. can't listen in on your parents' conversation when they're talking about what gifts they got you.
0: <laughs> oh man, I, uh, I I have had before where like lines get crossed. Uh, when I was younger, I would like pick up the phone to make a call, and you could hear it, it would be like and it was, like, talking in the, like, you know, like, you couldn't really make out exactly what was being said, but I'm sure you've probably had similar things happen.
1: That's the demons trying to get you back, Craig. Oh. Is that what that was? That's what that was. Well, that was the demons trying to get you back. Those oh, lines weren't crossed. Oh. chanting in Aramaic to you? Yeah. <laughs> now, now things are starting to add up.
0: I... Uh, so, uh, Homer calls back up the line, and he's like, no, this is Homer Samson. He's like, not Simpson. Which I, th- I thought was a really hilarious line, because the lady should know that he's totally a Simpson. But she plays it off, and she's like, oh, man, there's such animals. Uh, like, and, and Homer's like, they're
1: very misunderstood.
0: They're neighbors of ours. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's what he uh, calls them. And, uh, 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 keep in mind that they uh, he uses the name Samson, uh, which is kind of funny throughout this episode. I. Uh, But uh, so they get a babysitter and they get uh, uh,
1: Lucille Botts. Lucille Botts, who is voiced by Penny Marshall, which I would be remiss to mention that Penny Marshall actually recently, as of recording this, passed away. Oh, that's true. She passed away early in 2019. Oh, she did, didn't she?
0: Mm -hmm. Oh, that's a shame.
1: She was the first guest star to ever record for The Simpsons. Oh, yeah, she would because have been. this would have been set to be the first episode. So she was the first guest star they ever had was Penny Marshall.
0: Oh. Man.
1: Depressing. This episode's depressing all around. I uh, so I, I, I mean, we started with depressing news from both of us. You didn't think it would be a dep- depressing day? yeah. Fair enough. So,
0: uh, uh, before Lucille Botts gets there, uh, Homer and Bart have a moment before Homer kicks them out. Uh, uh, Marge and Lisa uh, have a moment, which is kind of nice.
1: Although, the animation for their smiles looks really weird. Everything about that scene looks weird. The backgrounds, Marge's arms, it's it's nightmare fuel. (laughs) It's terrifying looking. They look rubbery (laughs) mutants that are like, ooh, they have huge eyelashes. Marge's eyelashes are gigantic, and I know she's doing them and curling them to go out on her date, but they don't look that bad later in the episode. They look real
0: bad in this scene. Yeah, they do. Uh, One of my favorite moments from this episode, and might be one of my favorite gags in season one, is uh, when before they're going out, they're like, okay, you know, Marge gives the instructions. And uh, Homer points at Bart, and he's like... And watch out for the boy. And Bart snaps his teeth at Homer. (laughs) I just love the fact that he's just that much of an animal. That, you know, Homer's like, watch out for the boy. And he snaps his teeth. Love it. I, so, I, I, I... Homer and Marge go to Shaperie. And uh, another animation quirk uh, is uh, the waiter's hair changes color in the scene. The one who's talking to Homer about the lobster. Huh. Yeah, it changes from, like, gray to brown. Weird. Yeah. Uh, meanwhile, though, uh, 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 Bart and Lisa are allowed to watch a video. And Marge had said that they could watch the happy little elves meet the the bear cub or something like that. Something like that. The Happy Little Elves was sort of like a like a play on the
1: Smurfs, but they didn't last very long. No, it's a joke that didn't go very far. I feel like season one is about the only season that has them. A little bit of early season two, I believe. Early has season them. two, maybe.
0: Okay, we'll have to keep our eyes out for that. I uh, so I I Homer or Bart's like he's like well he's like listen, ladies, like our parents let us watch whatever the hell we want. And he curses, you know, at her, which is just more signs of Bart being this disrespectful youth that, you know, like everyone was hating on, you know, and loving at the same time when he first was uh, airing in these early uh, seasons. But uh, Bots is like, listen, you're going to watch the tape. You're going to like it uh, because if you don't, I'm going to do something really not nice. And I don't know what that is because everybody has always listened to everything I said. And Bart it's the tape in and scurries mm-hmm. to the
1: couch because he's afraid of bots. Rightfully so. She's pretty terrified in that mm-hmm. scene. Oh, yeah. So, uh,
0: I, Bart and Lisa watch uh, America's Most Armed and Dangerous.
1: Which is a play on both cops and America's Most Wanted. Yeah. Because it has aspects from both of those shows. It does. Uh, I, uh, I,
0: I, feel I get a stronger impact from America's Most Wanted, which was a show on Fox that aired from 1988 to 2011 with one last season on Lifetime Network uh, one year after that. The show was hosted by John Walsh, uh, who showed criminals that were wanted by the police at the time. John Walsh started the show after his son, Adam, was murdered in 1981. His son was abducted at a Sears, and his severed head was found 16 days later in a drainage ditch. The rest of his body was never recovered. Jesus! Mm -hmm. The serial killer, Otis Toole, admitted to the crime... Later recanted it, but died in jail from other murder charges uh, uh, years later. Uh, over 1,200 people were captured uh, uh, due to the show. John Walsh lost his son uh, 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 from from the stories and the evidence. I guess his wife, uh, reve, reve? reve, something like that, R-E-V-E, I'm not sure how to pronounce it. Uh, but I guess she went to look at a lamp and let her son, Adam, stay in, like, the the toy department, and he was looking at a video game, like a video game model or something like that, some display, and then he went missing. And uh, some evidence came forth that a security guard, some, like, 17-year-old kid who was a security guard at the time, kicked a bunch of kids out who were, like, loitering, and they think that Adam was one of them and was kicked outside. So he was, like, this kid stuck outside who didn't know any of the other kids and was captured from there.
1: Well, we're just having a dark, depressing day, aren't we?
0: Yep. John Walsh uh, lost his son, uh, but, I mean, good on John Walsh for, for doing something more. You yeah, know, he he's... did
1: something positive from tragedy, so I guess mm-hmm. that's a really good thing. Yeah, no, absolutely. Uh, but I... I, Yeah, the, uh, the... But you know who John Walsh was, not it wasn't Robert Stack. This wasn't Unsolved Mysteries. That's true.
0: It was not Unsolved Mysteries. I love Robert Stack. But I have a lot of respect for John Walsh, who to this day, I believe, is uh, uh, still fighting for like uh, uh, victims' rights and stuff like that. You know, Good so, on
1: him. Yeah, absolutely. I, I, I have a lot of uh, respect for uh, John Walsh. John Walsh, if you're listening to our show right now, kudos. And feel free to come on and talk about this. You can come on our show and talk to us about it all day long.
0: You could be a special guest on any episode you want, even if it's not one that's relevant to you at the least. Anywho, uh, so uh, you have uh, uh, Bart and Lisa, they're uh, uh, watching the show, and uh, meanwhile, uh, Homer and Marge are like going out dancing.
1: Uh, the uh, uh, There's a band that I wanted to bring up. Yeah, I didn't know if you were going to bring them up or I was going to bring them up. Uh, but is there a recurring band that shows up in The Simpsons? <laughs> the Larry Davis Experience. Which is the band that we'll later see played Marge and Homer's prom. Oh, it is their prom, isn't it? It is the same band from their prom. Interesting. What have they been doing all these years? Not being very successful since... Mm. Playing at this little dingy place in Springfield.
0: Yeah. Mm. So, I... Uh, they're wa- uh, the kids are watching uh, uh, the episode though, "America's Most Armed and Dangerous," and they're watching a special on the babysitter bandit, uh, who is uh, they show Lucille uh, uh, Botsikowski? Is Botsikowski. that the- Botzakowski. Botzakowski. And uh, they're freaking out, and they're like, "Oh my god, this could be her!" And they show the picture, and then they start screaming, and then they look over, and it's Bots, and she has like rope with her, and they start screaming, and they bolt off. So there's a few things that are strange here.
1: One, the background looks incredibly terrible as it does in every other scene in this episode. A few more things that are uh, interesting. But it's, like, very pink. I don't know if you notice how pink the Simpsons' <laughs> house is in this episode. Hmm. But it's, like, a pink, but it, like, melds into a, like, whitish color in the middle. Oh, that is it's weird. It's a very weird animation style. If you go back to this episode, look at the background. Yeah. and Look at the Simpsons' house. It's a very weird color.
0: Hmm. A few more things that are interesting. So you have Lisa, who gets the phone, does not call nine one one. She calls the line from America's most armed and dangerous.
1: She she would have gotten a lot quicker of response from nine one one. As a child, it's the last number she heard. She probably is more familiar with it than the local helplines.
0: That could be. That could be. I feel like
1: I feel like that's just she's any, in a moment of panic.
0: Know, that could be.
1: Also, we learn later on that. It might have been a Treehouse of Horror special, but Wiggum's not the best on the phone? <laughs> that's true. My husband's on a murderous rampage. Over. Oh, good <laughs> thing that's over. Uh, 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 no, this isn't 911. This is
0: 912. Ah. Uh, Which is the real number to call.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so,
0: uh, Bart goes down into the basement. And uh, at first, I, I sort of thought like, oh, that's, you're trapped, you dumb idiot. Bart tries to trapper, and like
1: he goes to drop a bowling ball on her head. Yeah, he does, which I actually have been playing through the Resident Evil 2 remake recently. Oh, yeah? There's a scene where you play as Sherry, the little girl. Uh-huh. And you're running from Chief Irons, who's the chief of police, and he's also a very crooked, evil, evil man. Uh-huh. And it's a very similar scene where you're running from him and you run up into this orphanage, which uh-huh. is new and wasn't in the original game. Oh, okay. And he says a line to her that made me think of it this entire time with bots. Uh-huh. Where he says, you stupid bitch. There's no exit up there. And that's what happens to Bart. He goes into a a room with no exit. Yeah. But he's got a plan. He does have a plan. And uh, he's going to drop a bowling ball on her head. Which would do a lot of damage. Oh, yeah. Your average bowling ball is 13, 14 pounds. Going up to 18 pounds. So, yeah. Right up beside someone's head? Man, that's going to hurt.
0: But, unfortunately, Bart fails he tries to hit her she moves at the last second and uh, uh, as she goes to grab him he's like well seeing as nobody was hurt I hope that we could like let bygones be bygones (laughs) captures him Uh, what's really strange about this is that Lisa runs to the phone Bots takes the time to go to the basement first all she had to do was shut and
1: lock that basement door and Bart was trapped Bart might have been able to squeeze out of one of the windows out of the basement. Oh, that's so she true. So was smart enough to go down there.
0: That's true. But, I mean, the phone you think is is priority number one because 911 and then you'll have cops on you. Oh, yeah. If you ever have
1: kids locked up in your house, you want to go for the one with the phone first and then go to the basement.
0: It's it's just
1: simple. It's just common sense. Yeah, I don't know why more people don't think of this. Right? John, John Walsh, if you're listening, we're we're not bad people. I please, promise, please come back
0: out. Please, please don't deny a request of the honor show, John Walsh. We're not really child kidnapping monsters. We're not horrible. Maybe a little. I. Uh, I mean, we, at least we're we're horrible, even if we're not child kidnapping monsters. I. Uh, so, I. Uh, she grabs Lisa before uh, I, uh, they can get a hold of the "you squeal" line,
1: which I love the way she grabs Lisa by pulling the phone cord <laughs> and dragging Lisa slowly to her. Oh yeah, that's rotten. Also, uh, the uh, the lady's voice
0: uh, is the uh, for the old la- or uh, for the uh, operator for America's Most Armed and Dangerous is the same as the lady who runs uh, the Rubber Baby Buggy Bumper Babysitting Service. Yep. Uh, so they catch the kids and, or she catches the kids and, uh, uh ties them up. Uh, meanwhile, you have, uh, 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 Marge and Homer who are driving to the, the inn, right? The old yeah. off ramp inn. Which- and they missed the exit. Yep. And, uh, I believe it was 34 miles to the next exit. To turn around, which means that they would have been on the road for an additional hour, roughly, to get to the hotel, as they go one way a half hour and another way a half hour.
1: Yeah, I've I've actually done that before. I did that in Ohio last summer when I went on a road trip. (laughs) Was it 34 miles to the next exit? It was, because it was the turnpike, it was about 20 miles. Wow, that sucks. Yeah, so it was like an extra 40 minutes on the trip. Uh, I didn't take me to Chick-fil-A, so I didn't get to eat Chick-fil-A. Oh. Had Sorry, eat, had to eat Arby's instead. <laughs> you poor bastard.
0: <laughs> so, uh, Bots ties up Bart and Lisa, and uh, uh, Bots. Uh, it, this is one of my favorite lines from the episode. Uh, she says, "I hope you're smart enough to keep your mouth shut." And Lisa <laughs> says, "He isn't," <laughs> which is so good. Uh, so, uh, I, so I, I bots is searching for loot around the house and the simpsons aren't especially well to do no they don't really have a lot of good stuff did you catch what she says though while she's looting what does she say she's uh curses the samson family because she still thinks that it is the samsons and not the simpsons
1: <laughs> which will also come up in a little bit uh so hmm? we eventually cut to homer and marge who have made it to the motel yep and homer carries margin Did you catch what time checkout was for the motel? No. Because it's on the back of the door when they close the door. Oh, no, I missed that. Checkout is 9 a.m. Oh, that's early checkout. That is a super early checkout for anywhere. Usually it's 11 to noon, somewhere in that range. 9 a.m. is like, get out now. (laughs) That's them banging on the door while you're still sleeping. Yeah. That's insane. I'm Uh, not a big morning person, but... That's really early for a checkout at a motel because you got to have all your stuff packed, ready to go. You got to be showered for your day, get out, get it all to your car, and then check out before yeah. nine. Yikes! Yikes! Uh so. Uh, You have uh,
0: Homer and Marge, who uh, Marge is going to slip into something more comfortable, and uh, Homer says something around the lines of, like, oh, the blue thing with the things, and she's like, you'll see, and uh, it's implied that uh, they have sex, which is kind of a rarity for television in this era, right?
1: It happened every now and then, but it wasn't as frequent. Yeah, yeah. For uh, animated characters, it's a very much a rarity. Oh, yeah. No, it was unheard the of The only animation. animated character that would have had sex was probably Fritz the Cat.
0: And that was, like, an adult-only, like, movie, right? Was yeah. That, yeah, I didn't think it was a cartoon series for, for television. Uh, so,
1: I, uh, But, I mean, that's commonplace now. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Things like Family Guy, things like Bob's Burgers, you know... Uh, Futurama. Uh, mm-hmm a lot of uh
0: animation nowadays is a lot more adult than what it was. I uh, but I so I uh while they're going at it, I uh, Maggie gets out of the crib and uh she wakes up or whatever goes to uh uh like walks through the 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 house gets to the uh uh the uh the downstairs. And uh, Bart's like banging his head against the couch because he's sick and tired of watching the Happy Little Elves, which Lucille put on before uh, walking off because she's like, I'm not so bad. I'll let you watch your little cartoon and throws in the tape again, which I feel it goes without saying. But VHS obviously is very dated. You know, we talk about
1: dated stuff. No, uh, oh, VHS isn't dated. What? I mean, I, I have a VCR hooked up currently. Yeah, but you're old. Yeah, but it's not even for videotapes. tapes. It's just so I can hook my old video game systems into it and route them through to my modern TV. <laughs> yeah, all right, fair enough. So, um, so yeah, that's the purpose of VHS, right? Yeah, you know, right. You hook much. video game systems into it, and
0: yeah, pretty much. Pretty
1: much. Used to be a thing.
0: Anyway, uh, so uh, uh, the the other the the movie ends and uh, Lisa's like Maggie. She's like, "Do you want to watch the Happy Little Elves again?" And Maggie's like nodding her head, and she's like, "All right, you just gotta untie me." Uh, so Maggie unties the kids. I'm not really sure how a baby does that, but uh, Maggie's that's... resourceful. She can shoot a
1: man. She can untie something. Touche, <laughs> touche. Uh, so I. Uh, I they, mean, Maggie also breaks out of a daycare center at one time.
0: Yeah, that's very Maggie's true. Maggie's
1: very resourceful. Don't underestimate the baby. Maggie might
0: be the smartest of all the uh, Simpsons, and she's still a baby. Uh, so, uh, I, you have, uh, uh, Bart and Lisa have gotten out. And so, uh, Maggie walks by in the hall, and Bots is like, Maggie, she's like, how did you get out of your crib? Am I going to have to tie you up, too? Which is kind of extreme. It's a baby. Uh, but the door closes as Bots gets in the hallway, listens to a door, nothing, listens to another door, and she hears the pacifier sucking sound. And so she opens the door of the darkened room, and she's like, Maggie, and you hear a thump, and Bart
1: hits the bitch with a bat,
0: straight up nails her with a bat. <laughs> they trap Lucille Bots, or uh, uh, where they
1: smack her upside the head, tie her up, I'm going to get real, real dark, which is fitting for this episode, Uh because so hitting someone with a bat does way more damage than you would expect. You don't think hitting someone with a bat would um, do that much damage. But I actually dated someone back in the day whose father was murdered by being beaten with a baseball bat. Really? Yes. Cripes. So it does a lot of damage. I've seen things I will never unsee because of that.
0: Uh, if it's any <laughs> consolation, while we're getting this dark, uh, my mom, uh hit you with a bat. <laughs>
1: hit me with a bat. I'm lucky to
0: be alive. No, uh, my mom had a uh, a friend who whose ex was uh, a little on the uh, uh, a little on the uh, uh, extreme side, and we weren't entirely sure what he would do. And so she was staying with us for a short time until she went back to the guy. Uh, But while that was going on, there was a baseball bat by the front door. And my mom told me, she said, if it happens where he comes in and he is not, you didn't let him in. You know, don't let this guy in. If he gets in, this is what you use and that you go for the head.
1: You could have killed someone.
0: I could have. Uh, I, I was a child at the time. I was pretty young. Uh, but not so young that it wouldn't have done damage, I'm sure. Oh, yeah.
1: It's going to do a lot of damage.
0: So uh, uh, they knock out bots and uh, tie her up, and they have to go find a payphone because their phone's been ripped. You know, the lines have been ripped out and stuff, which I feel like there should be phones in other rooms but maybe bots ripped them all out of, who knows
1: weird that they went to go get a payphone instead of knocking on the Flanderses. i mean the, they're not really the biggest fans of the flanders uh so maybe that's why uh but, but yeah they lisa's your voice of reason lisa should have said hey let's go to the flanders they're responsible adults mm-hmm. and tell them this person's robbing us they're a criminal we need to call someone yeah that's probably what they should have done Hmm.
0: So I uh, uh, they call up the U squeal line once again, not calling nine one one. And uh, uh, Lisa's talking on the phone uh, to him while Bart's like like uh, a step stool to her uh, on the ground. And uh, oh, and I also love the fact that when they escape out of the house, they go through the. Uh, First or the second floor, and they go through the tree treehouse house with like Maggie draped around Bart's neck, like she's holding on. And so there's something really charming and uh, uh, delightful about the kids escaping out the
1: house together, all of them with Maggie. Uh, but they uh, they go to the payphone, and uh, now when they're on the payphone, uh-huh. does she notice what's in the background? Ooh, no. On the background is a poster for the Space Mutants movies, Ooh. which is another thing, much like the Happy Little Elves, that didn't really go anywhere, except for it got an NES game, because it was kind of loosely based on The Simpsons.
0: Uh, I mean, you know, that is one point to the Space Mutants above the uh, uh, Happy Little Elves. There was no Happy Little Elves Simpsons video game. <laughs> I would have played that. I, yeah, I probably would have played it too. Uh, and It would have been bad, but I would have played it. And for our listeners uh, who want to hear Sean and I's opinions on Bart vs. the Space Mutants, uh, make sure to check out that Legend of Retro episode where Sean and I were uh, both on. Uh, yeah, make sure to check that out. Anyway, uh, so uh, uh, they they they're talking to the You squeal line, and Bart's like, "Do we get a reward if we can, like if we if she uh, like since we capture her?" And Lisa like talks to him for a moment, and then she gets back to Bart, and she's like, "If she's convicted, we get
1: free T-shirts." And Bart's like, "All right," <laughs> <laughs> and he's so excited about it. And then we get a scene that you don't get in a lot of shows, even live action. Mm-hmm. We cut to Homer and Marge in bed together, post-coitus. Yeah, and they're both fully dressed. They're very delighted and happy. Uh-huh. It's 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 strange
0: that uh, I it's showing them just having had sex... But you know that they wanted to avoid dealing with sensor problems, so they just left him in the same outfits. Yeah, which I thought was a little weird. Yeah. So uh, Marge asks Homer if uh, it will spoil the mood
1: if uh, I, you know she, she calls home because she's worried. Spoilers to any mothers out there who are in the scenario. Yes, it will spoil the mood. <laughs> <laughs> it will. But Homer's asleep at this point. He's, he's passed out.
0: Marge calls, and there's no answer. Uh, which, if the phone lines have been ripped out, I don't
1: know whether it would have been a busy signal or no answer. I don't... I'm not sure. Uh, oh, let's just travel back in time with the Schultz time machine and figure that out. <laughs> no, no. Oh, wait, our last names aren't Schultz.
0: So we oh, can't do that. Well, no time travel for us.
1: I did, no one has landlines nowadays. No, that they really don't.
0: They, it's very rare. Uh, and even the people who have them, I don't think, use them. Uh, so, I... Uh, they marge gets worried she wakes homer up and she's like let's let's go home you know and homer's like well my work here is done which is so
1: it's it's funny funny stereotypical very stereotypical great. i love the way homer delivers that line my work here is done he's so proud of himself he is
0: so uh, i i uh, they they head home and homer and marge get home to see that the kids aren't there
1: and the babysitter is tied up and forced to watch the happy little elves she has a look on her face that i personally can't describe because i don't have children but it's how i imagine every parent was when their kids like let's watch the emoji movie and they're forced to sit through that garbage i tried to watch the emoji movie i made it 36 minutes and 33 seconds into that movie and i turned it off i knew it was bad i had alcohol to get me through that and i couldn't get
0: through it and you want to know the craziest part sean these are children who want to watch the same thing over and over again again
1: again. so that's the look a parent i assume would have at that moment they rip the tape off her mouth and she just immediately is like please turn the tape off
0: and i love her delivery of that line uh and so they they get her get her up and homer's like oh my god i'm so sorry like let me give you double no triple your pay homer pays this lady off thinking that like you know he's she's gonna like never have a babysitter ever again because like you know uh uh this lady's you know gonna go tattle on him and bots uh Uh, has Homer drag his own possessions and valuables into her car and uh, she gets in the car and I love the line she says, and she's like, Mr. Samson, which is great that that she's still calling him Samson. She's like, Mr. Samson, I have a word of advice. Don't take your eyes off that boy for a minute. And Homer's like, yeah, you'll never believe, and she takes off, she bolts, and then the police arrive. And Bart's like, this way to the babysitter bandit. And Homer's like, listen here, I just had to pay off your babysitter. And, like, all the reporters come up and they're like, you let the babysitter bandit get away? And Homer's like, yeah, but it was a struggle. Like, it was like a karate, <laughs> karate movie. <laughs> and he's like, and then he threatens bots and he's like, have you ever, like, you know, like, try to hurt my family again? I'll make you pay. And, like, and it it's... Homer and Marge watching that news report at the end of the episode and Homer's like, "Lord, I'm just not bright."
1: And Marge says what is one of my favorite lines in any episode ever. Uh-huh. She says, "If you raise 3 children who can knock out and hogtie a perfect stranger, you must be doing something right." That is does not make any real sense. If anything that is not good, but
0: for the Simpsons it's, it's sort of uh, uh, just that's how it goes. And
1: that's where the episode ends.
0: Yep. And it, all in all is it has some really, really solid jokes throughout the episode. Uh, but, but the animation is like so crummy. And, and it, I, I don't think that truly fully detracts from an episode of The Simpsons. Uh, You know, even if the animation's not as good, if the jokes are there, they're there. But, like, it's so very first episode.
1: It is. And it's on a disc all by itself. (laughs) Which is unforgivable. (laughs) So, Sean, what do you think the lasting impact of this episode is? So the lasting impact of this episode isn't something you really see in the episode. Mm -hmm. It's them having the animation redone they actually fought to get better animation and the series ends up looking better in the long run because of it.
0: Yeah, that's true. Uh, I I would agree with that. I I think the the sort of the lasting impact of this episode is you, you sort of get to see all of the dynamics of The Simpsons. And even though this episode isn't as good as some of the others in season one. It does kind of give you a, a really great highlight of all the Simpsons characters. And because it wasn't necessarily the first episode and instead it closed out the season, I think that this was probably a great point for people to end on because they had an episode that had everybody in it all the Simpsons characters were doing their thing. They all had uh, chances to shine. They all had their their moments. Even Maggie. Even Maggie. Maggie, honestly, in this episode, probably has the uh, better moments than most throughout uh, most of the other season one episodes. And uh, I and I think that's sort of the the impact of this episode is is it sort of closed out season one by giving you the perfect example of what the Simpsons was all about, even if it wasn't as well done. It's an episode about what could
1: be, not what was. Yeah.
0: You're right. It, it is it is an episode of potential rather than like saying this is the Simpsons. Like this is the greatness of the Simpsons.
1: It's more of like a hey, this is what the show could be. This you know, look look forward to season 2 because fun stuff is coming. And for all our listeners out there, look forward to season two because fun stuff is coming. Yeah, so uh, next episode we jump into season
0: two of The Simpsons, and uh, the episodes get even better. Uh, there's more to talk about,
1: and uh, yeah, uh, there's some there's some gems in season two, so this will this will be fun. Oh yeah, season two is going to be a lot smoother than going through season one and having moments like putting a disc in for <laughs> one episode. Listen, Sean, I'm sorry that you're so lazy that it hurts you physically to get up and change the disc for one episode. It physically bothers me to change that one episode (laughs) disc.
0: Oh, man. So, I... That's where we're going to go ahead and wrap up here, everybody. Uh, Make sure to check out the Legend of Retro, like Sean and I were saying, uh, and search out that uh, uh, Bart vs. the Space Mutants episode, where you can uh, talk with or where you can hear Sean and I chatting with the Glitch, uh, one of my co-hosts on the Legend of Retro show, and uh, we delve into the uh, uh, first video game uh, with The Simpsons. Uh, But aside from that, make sure to check out our Patreon page. Uh, If you go to patreoncom slash media, you're going to be able to uh, support. Noiseland Arcade, as well as the rest of the uh, Games Media Network, and uh, you'll get uh, bonus content. Uh, we have a bi-monthly show that we uh, release, so make sure to check out that.
1: As always, everybody have a good day.